because when i went back to iit i did this project uh, i went back and i had to finish my dual degree so i i did my masters project again and it's boring for me it's really boring and you just need to it's not like how you people show in the movies physics is not like how physics is not iron man it's it's opposite of that you just sit in your lab listening to weird noises for days and days and then something shows up in the meantime you are reading research papers you fall asleep multiple times in the process that's how it is i think people should show the reality the way it is even isro is like that and everything is like like all the science processes are like that yeah. and like people like the movies have and that i think that's the one more thing that uh, when i was trying to get into iit people try to hype it up way too much like oh this is crazy you're going to be this crazy scientist and all this it's going to be a boring process but if you accept that yeah i'm still looking into a prospect of maybe when everything is done when i'm old maybe then i will do a phd but that that is a possibility but not right now i'll not go back right now so i am an artist right now and i am trying to explore everything in art and that's a guess right from the middle of today's episode hey if you haven't met before it's me karthik and on the show i sit down with the most creative and disruptive thinkers entrepreneurs and artists from around the globe Now if you consider yourself an unconventional thinker or a rebel, welcome home. By the way, if this is the first time that you're listening to this show, do consider subscribing. Just head over to designyourthinking.com/subscribe and stay on top of every episode that comes out. And you can also get a copy of my Develop Your Personal Brand ebook if you're subscribing by email. So head over to designyourthinking.com/subscribe. All right. Our guest today is an artist, a dancer, performer, songwriter and wears many more hats. He graduated from the Indian Institute of Technology, Bombay in Mumbai and has performed with Cirque du Soleil for over 1500 shows and has performed solo with singers like Pharrell Williams, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr at the Grammys. Please join me in welcoming Samant Vidal. DYT Studios. It's the Design Your Thinking podcast, a show about creators, entrepreneurs, and non-conformists, and the stories behind the decisions they made that completely changed the future of their lives and businesses. And now your host, Karthik. before we kind of got rolling here tell us something about yourself that most people that you know don't know about uh how do i say i'm a people who usually see me are the ones who see me of me promoting myself mm. so they they usually see me on instagram or facebook or right. on youtube and stuff but if you see me i'm a really simple person mm. i try to show off like i'm really a uh, complicated or sophisticated person but all that sophistication comes from the simplicity of being a normal middle class person so what makes you think that being sophisticated is important uh, online no i didn't say it's important but uh, that's how people think of me i see why so is that it's it's because of the products that i put out i see on the social media hmm. there's a sudden uh it's like people can't relate to me oh he's a different person right right but i'm not i'm just a regular guy is trying to express my emotion i think that's that's the key here everybody is emotional and that's how i define myself i'm really emotional person and out of those emotions came this different tangents of art yeah and people see the outside mm. projection yeah but the source is the basic emotions that every human being has interesting interesting you say uh, talk about emotions right there um you know for for those who are listening to us right now probably they don't know who this samant is all of, mm-hmm. and what he does can you quickly tell us what you exactly do 
who who are you <coughs> where do you come from what what exactly you do today okay so i am born a lower middle class family and i've lived and grown up in hyderabad that's my hometown and mm-hmm. yeah i've always been a nerd i've always been the topper of my class mm-hmm. always all the time first mm-hmm. and i was such a nerd that i used to sometimes explain to my teachers wow like they i used to solve problems that they couldn't solve so i was that level of a nerd wow. and and naturally i didn't know what to do yeah. after my 10th standard and uh-huh. people suggested and even my parents suggested because that was a thing going on yeah and especially in andhra pradesh mm. which is now separated but right. in andhra pradesh like people were mad about getting into iit right and that's a natural option oh you're good at math and science so get into iit uh-huh. i was like okay okay i will so i joined a coaching center i did well i got into iit mm. and the my dream at that time was uh getting a phd and going to research mm. our physics was my favorite subject so mm. i naturally took engineering physics i see and that was my dream getting into phd but after i entered iit everything changed like completely uh-huh. because the education system was completely different mm. i depended on a guidance kind of a thing like i took my teachers in 11th and 12th as a guidance in iit you don't get that uh-huh. and i realized that when i talked about emotions physics was almost emotional like i was able to feel uh, the problems right per se like when i see a problem i used to feel it more than understanding it in my mind hmm. like so I, i can give a quick example where right. there's a right. there's a cylinder rolling on a floor uh-huh. and i used to feel the friction instead of thinking which direction would the friction be right so before we kind of jumped into that uh, can you you know how if if you were to meet somebody on the road and uh, perhaps if you had to meet somebody that uh, you need to talk to and they you were to introduce yourself how would you introduce yourself today okay so right now at this point i would introduce myself as an artist i am an artist hmm. and that's pretty much it because people ask me oh you are a painter right or you're a musician i'm right. like no i am an artist hmm. so when i say i'm an artist i'm like every the aspect of the artist is expressing expressing their true emotions yeah so that's what i do and whatever medium that i find mm-hmm. like i have right now i figured out how to express myself through music mm-hmm. through dancing through painting those are the three mediums that i use usually and yeah that's pretty much what i am and that's that's my lifestyle right now and i right. live i live as an artist from considering himself to be a nerd to calling himself an artist someone has come a long way but interestingly the journey and transformation started just 6 years back when the world famous circus group Cirque du Soleil came down to Mumbai to find new talent can you take us back to the time that day when you when you actually heard about Cirque du Soleil coming to town and you know it what was that conversation inside your head and tell us a little more give us give us a glimpse of how you were feeling because you're someone who feels a lot okay so that was a point where that was my placement time mm. iit bombay campus placements have started already mm. and the placements were going on and i was not going for the placements because i knew i had to do something with the dancing right and i also used to do graphic designing so i used to do that on the side i see and I knew that if something doesn't work with dancing I'm going to do graphic designing uh, as uh-huh. a side thing uh-huh. to just get money for the time being uh-huh. and but I was getting pressure from my parents and stuff to to figure out what yeah. I'm going to do and get a job through IIT Bombay but which yeah. I was not doing at that time yeah. and in the midst of all this I hear from one of my friends actually one of my friends took me to this guy named uh, Kundu mm-hmm. he's one of the biggest Uh, he's one of the legends i would say mm-hmm. in the indian dance community one of your friends from inside of iit no 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 uh, he's from my crew okay. i met him in mumbai okay his name is isolate mm-hmm. marcos mm-hmm. and i met marcos through facebook and we've been practicing together mm-hmm. and he says okay we're going to meet kundu okay i was like okay i'm excited yeah. i heard his name a lot and i've seen his interviews and stuff he's really amazing he kind okay. of started the hip hop scene i would say okay okay like he brought house dancing to india mm-hmm. and he kind of brought the hip hop he started the hip hop crews and stuff mm-hmm. so he is like a legend and i was going to meet him i was excited i woke up with the feeling that oh something is great is going to yeah. happen today yeah. and i went i meet him he looks at me and yeah. i was dancing and he's like you love dance right i'm like yes 
of course that's why i'm dancing <laughs> and he's like okay there's an audition coming up you should show up right uh, what is it about he's like sagdu sulay like i don't know what that is but uh-huh. yeah i'll show up definitely uh-huh. and i show up and i it's a day long audition and i give the audition and it's like uh, it's a four round audition it's a very detailed audition okay different rounds different things freestyle choreography expressions acting theater and all that and after the audition i they were like okay we'll let you know and did after one month i get a mail that did your parents oh, know that you were doing this they know that i've been into dancing yeah but they didn't know that i was going to go for this as a career option wow they didn't think that they were thinking that oh he's in college okay so he's doing it for fun okay but i so after i got the mail i was really excited yeah. first of all i was not excited the first reaction was is this true <laughs> it's so funny i sent them more videos i didn't believe it i sent them more videos of mine i see and asked them this is this is the truth like i sent them more videos and look at me this is me are you sure you want me <laughs> i was so not confident at that time right <laughs> and they were like don't send us videos you are already selected just wow. tell us if you going to make it or not i was wow. like yes of course like i accepted it and then i was like oh my god what do i do now i have to finish my degree there's only 3 months left right and i figured out basically there's a lot of things that happened but i figured out i couldn't finish my degree in that time so i left it in the final year mm-hmm. and then i just went to vegas and everything changed after that <laughs> you know um it's interesting you say that uh, what was your perspective of career or or, or <coughs> money at that point in time wow wow that's that's a really great question because i used to not understand first of all and sometimes even laugh at people who used to do things uh-huh. right from the first year of iit bombay uh-huh. to build their resume up i say i'm like how can you just do stuff because it's already been laid out because i was always an instinct person mm. i was always an emotional person mm. like you have to do something like i cannot you have to get something from inside mm. that's what i used to believe and i see these people uh following the blueprint that has already been laid out right i felt you have to figure out your blueprint like your blueprint is inside you and you have to unfold it and your life you have to go through your life to unfold it how can you just follow it did you did you always feel the same feeling inside of you or did it change the minute you started no, to since, realize no since since my school time you were so clear about it yes like emotionally like i i was not clear about how what to do in future hmm. but i was always clear of what to do at this moment wow so you get this mail from sir disole yes. they they say you're you're in yeah. and you say yes after all those uh, back and forth sending videos you say yes i'm in what happens next next i try to finish my project uh-huh. it didn't happen i had some fights with my professor uh-huh. and it didn't happen and i decided i'll just ditch my degree and then just go It's interesting right I mean you you went to Indian Institute of Technology yes. IIT which is the mecca of technology yes. aspirants in the country what was running inside your mind when you got into IIT were you happy that you were inside IIT or 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 did you kind of find yourself in the wrong place I would say the second thing I immediately felt that I was in the wrong place uh the first semester was good I had good good scores and everything but the second semester I saw the difference in the educational system that's that's not what I expected. I thought it would be more of research and how it showed mm-hmm. in the movies like mm-hmm. how how it showed in three idiots. Right. Three idiots came way later but right. it it's more like that. It's like oh you're going to get into the subject you're going to feel things it's going to be magical. Right. It was totally opposite of that. It was boring. Uh-huh. There was and there was no mentor figures there. I Basically see. you have to become your own mentor you have to guide yourself mm-hmm. and i didn't expect that i thought there would be i, I would be inspired by mm-hmm. the professors and i didn't find any figures like that the professors came gave their lectures and just left they didn't care mm-hmm. and that's what i saw and i and i was disheartened right and after sec- during my second semester i used to call my mom and i used to cry like wow i i want to come back home this is not what i and my mom used to get worried she didn't know what wow. to do and and that's what that was the situation first year second mm. semester right and there was four more years to go right. and i'm in this phase where i'm crying and i'm depressed yeah 
I'm not liking it. What kind of people do you hung out with uh, at at college at that point? So initially I had friends from my own hometown, right, who I used to hang uh-huh. hang out with and that like I really had good friends mm-hmm. and we used to have really good time. Mm-hmm. But that though they helped me like uh not to really like how would I say it? like distract myself from my emotions. I see. My emotion at the time was oh something is wrong. Right. But they distracted me from that. Yeah. we just used to go out and have fun yeah like simple fun like go to movies go yeah. to the malls mumbai mumbai is amazing go to marine drive enjoy that's what i fell into that after that like let's not get depressed let's right. just have whatever i have right now i'm having fun so that's what i'm going to do right now so i think second and third semester that's what i did mm. i just had a really good time with my friends just I to see. distract myself i cannot just keep complaining to my mom because my mom will get worried right right so that's what happened So Samant decided to join Cirque du Soleil and he decided to park his college studies. He had all these thoughts that he was selected despite not having learned dance the traditional way. He travels from India and lands on the other side of the world. I was curious what was going on inside his mind the minute all of these feelings turned to reality and he actually landed in the US. I was not knowing what I was going through. Mm-hmm. So I was in this blank numb state I would say. Mm-hmm. Oh is this really happening? Yeah. And I never took a flight in my life till that point. Wow. And the first time I step into airport is I'm going to Las Vegas. Wow. To perform in Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. So first time I'm in an airport that itself is like oh what is this? It is new. Yeah. And that's where it started. The feeling started everything yeah. is new. Everything is going to change. Yeah. And then I was kind of not sure. not mm. sure nervous it's a mixed feeling of not sure and nervous mm-hmm. and i was uh, saying goodbyes to my mom and my girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. and i sat in the plane mm. and the plane goes get into gets into the runway the yeah. moment it starts yeah taking off i was like this is going to be crazy that's when i feel it i yeah. felt it man this is going to be a crazy ride the yeah. moment the you know the when it yeah. goes slow and yeah. suddenly it takes off like yeah. on the on the runway yeah. the speed suddenly goes up right I'm like oh man this is going to be fun yeah i felt it and i would start with the funny incident i landed in vegas mm. and then i landed uh, in the night mm-hmm. so i didn't have they didn't have employees who could pick me up yeah. so they gave me the address they are like okay take a cab and reach the hotel i took a cab it was 17 dollars and some cents uh-huh. i gave them 100 dollars note yeah and the guy gives me some what uh yeah he gives me 80 dollars back and i was like i do this like i yeah. show my hands like what i need more money <laughs> yeah he gives me 1 dollar i'm like no there's more you owe me more and then he gives me the exact change he drops my luggage and he slams the door and then he goes off i'm like why is he mad yeah like, why is he mad i didn't understand next yeah. day i tell this to one of my Uh-huh. <laughs> people there and they were like oh you didn't tip him I'm like oh i didn't know that <laughs> i didn't know i had to tip the cab drivers <laughs> right so right. that that was my first experience in las vegas and how long did it take for you from that point to actually perf- start performing with uh, one month i would say yeah one month exactly one month wow so um t- you know um for someone who's like uh, like i said who's not traditionally learned the uh, dance at all mm-hmm. uh you know how how did you actually go about learning uh and dance back when you it all started inside of iit yeah so what was the two things right what was the uh, starting point yeah what was the starting point what what triggered the whole thing okay so in iit bombay we have we have hostels right mm. we live in hostels yeah right now i think we have 16 hostels at that time we had 13 okay so basically we have inter hostel competitions okay. they're called grand championships gc uh-huh. hostel gcs that's what we call uh-huh. and for the dance it's called gyrations okay it's the dance gc so every hostel pop, uh, prepares their performance and then performs it in the convocation hall I see. and then we get the results and everything and we get the championships and it's a big thing right and there's gcs with everything with film dram music i see everything so i participated in the dance in my second year mm. for the first time i never danced before never performed right just people forced me like the seniors used to get I see. Dragged the juniors into it and I was dragged into it. <laughs> What made them think that you could dance? 
it they just need people <laughs> so okay. they just dragged me i couldn't say no right i just couldn't say no i was like okay let me do this right and they were like oh i uh, i'm from hyderabad so i'm heavily influenced influenced by telugu movies mm. and they're like really good dancers in telugu movies mm-hmm. So I took some of the steps from there and showed it to them. Oh, you have to do this on the stage. And I threw a couple of steps. Right. Which was not that great, but I just tried like it was good at that time for IIT Bombay. Yeah. And they were like I got some cheers and I was like, "Oh, this is a good thing." Uh-huh. My art performance was really bad. Okay. But just that uh me doing those couple of moves yeah with the highlight of our performance and it was highlight of my night too. Like, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that was amazing. That feeling of me making like Right. people cheer for me is that was amazing right and from since then i started watching videos mm. dance videos almost for one year i was just watching dance videos mm-hmm. that's for that's when dance india dance came right started airing uh-huh. and i was watching dance india dance religiously and then they kept talking about popping and locking popping yeah. and locking what is this what is this right. uh, there, there there were debates going on right. in the show about popping and locking like okay let me search what popping and locking is i see and i the first video i saw was mr wiggles uh huh from france like uh, he's from us but his Performing. performance in france right. and i watched that i'm like this is crazy he's doing something very simple but it looks magical yeah it looks effortless i want to do that yeah but i kept watching i didn't start mm-hmm. yet but at some point i was like okay let me try it yeah let me just try it and i kept going for it and after 6 months i was able to get the basic foundation of popping i see so 6 months of practice and you were just watching youtube videos and doing yes, it yes yes just wow. watching youtube videos and i got some videos where they explained the technique uh-huh. but i had to try it out everyone lot of videos have different techniques and stuff but uh-huh. i had to try it out myself and i figured out a way where i could do it for myself okay and after 6 months i was like oh i kept recording myself yeah a lot of recording lot of videos where i was i felt like i was doing it but it was not showing and was like oh my god a lot of frustration right like maybe i should give up and all that and finally i still remember that video where i got it like wow, wow. this is amazing i got it <laughs> <laughs> and since then and again the next year the mm-hmm. same thing gyrations hostilities mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. and i perform a solo and my video goes viral wow. and i'm famous in the institute just in one night <laughs> wow Wow. The same thing one year later. Moving forward a couple of years, Samant is now in Las Vegas performing at the Mirage along with the rest of the Cirque du Soleil troupe. It's one thing to perform with a troupe, but a whole different thing and an experience in itself performing at a place like the Mirage. It was crazy like again when I entered I was not sure. I, I was still not sure. And you were the central character in that. Yes, I had a solo act. Wow. and it was crazy it was a very pivotal point uh, yeah. in the show because the show is like a very poetic representation of the beatles life right the the writer of the show dominic mm-hmm. is the name of the writer and he has written it so beautifully it's like a poem the whole show is like a poem right and my so if you see the beatles journey they form they form the band they come to us they become famous and people right. go crazy about them and they get into drugs and they go crazy the band breaks up right and george harrison comes to india mm. right and he meets with some of the uh, sadhus mm-hmm. and saints here mm-hmm. in india and goes back and re groups right and they form the band again mm-hmm. so i represent that point where george harrison comes to india nice george harrison is sitting in front of me i see not exactly him but a character that represents him in the show i see and i'm playing the krishna oh wow So everyone is just sitting and meditating and I'm performing. Right. And there is four gopis on the ropes. Uh-huh. Wow. They're on the ropes. Right. They leave the rope they'll fall. Right. It's that crazy right. often act. There were four gopis on the ropes and I'm on the floor dancing for 5 right. minutes. Right. And then I'm enlightening George Harrison uh-huh. basically. Uh-huh. So that's the point that I play. After that in the show George Harrison goes back. He gets the band together. Right. and then it's all sergeant pepper hey jude right all you need is love right. the show ends right wow 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 so this is uh um, this show is called the beatles love yeah
Samant had left his studies at the IIT to work with Cirque du Soleil signing this contract. Performing the Beatles' love at the Mirage was definitely an experience that makes you feel at the top of the world. But what was it like back in the dressing room and when he was off stage? So, I would say it was a very gradual transformation. I feel it more when I reflect back right now. I see. But I can tell you the transformation that I had mm-hmm. in brief. So, when I went to Vegas mm-hmm. or when I was in IIT, I was just a dancer with some cool moves. Right. So, I started dancing to impress people. Mm. That was the main reason I started dancing. Mm-hmm. I wanted popularity. I wanted to become popular in my college. Mm-hmm. So, I left IIT Bombay to Vegas as a dancer right. who had some cool moves. But Las Vegas changed me from a dancer into an artist. Hmm. And I have, I actually have that realization moment. I still remember that moment. So I used to perform the same solo every day, right? So I used to look for, I had some really cool moves. Mm-hmm. They picked some moves of mine and they put into the solo. Mm. They co- like we've choreographed it together, me and my show in such a way that right. oh, it's a good mix of I'm conveying the story as well as I'm showing off. Right. So it's a mix of both. Right. So I always focused on, oh, I'm showing off. Am I getting the cheers or not? I see. So every day initially it was that. Oh, I used to get cheers. Oh, that was good. Hmm. Not too many cheers. Okay, maybe that was not a good performance. That was how it was for I almost see. six to eight months. Hmm. And after that, it slowly gets into you. It becomes a daily routine. And what happens, you're going through a lot of stuff in your life. Right. And then you have to put ev- all of that backstage and you have to present yourself as the same character again right that keeps happening right you get accustomed to that mm. and one day this happens magically whatever that i put backstage suddenly comes in mm. that couldn't stay whatever right. my emotions were whatever in right. my life was going that comes mm-hmm. to the front it's like i'm using those or maybe i'm reacting to those i see instead of performing i do the same performance but in my wow. head it's my emotions. Yeah. Me and my emotions. Like I was in this peer where I was not looking at the audience. Yeah. I was not caring. Yeah. I was fully immersed in my emotions because maybe something happened. Right. At, during that day or the day before. Right. And then I do this and I walk off and I go into my dressing room and sit. Oh, did the audience hear? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I felt amazing. I felt like that performance was deep. Hmm. That was a moment when I transformed into an artist and I stopped going for the cheers I I kept going back for the experience you know um, I just can't help but uh, ask you this question at this point I mean if you if I asked you to go back seven years now right now if I gave you give you a time machine ask you to go back seven years would you go back to IIT again yes I would say yeah why because, okay, there was some things that I don't agree or I think there was some some problems with the IIT education mm-hmm. system. But mm-hmm. I just love the IIT Bombay campus. It is so beautiful. So when I went back right now, mm-hmm. that's what I was happy about. To just stay there and live there in the campus. Tell us your experience going back to the campus to complete something that you started off. How did it feel to be back? You probably didn't have your classmates there. Yeah, no. So, okay, firstly, I didn't want to go back because I thought I knew now, mm-hmm. like I know now that I'm an artist, so I don't need a degree. I see. So I've convinced myself that I don't need a degree. Hmm. And the IIT rule was that you have to finish both bachelor's and master's in the dual degree. Only mm-hmm. then you'll get both. Otherwise, you'll not get anything. Wow. So I was just 12th pass. Right. This graduated my 12th standard, 12th yeah. grade, and that's it. Yeah. And my father and my wife basically were trying to convince me to go back and finish it just mm. because I've done it so much. Yeah. Almost 90% I've finished it. Just mm-hmm. 10% just go and finish it. Right. And I've paid all the money. Even that's one of one more reason to go right. and finish it. So I was like, okay, finally I got convinced and I go back. Good morning in 1969. In 2014, the Beatles celebrated the 50th anniversary of their first performance on the Ed Sullivan show in the US. A day following the 56th annual Grammy Awards, Samanth got to perform in front of the two surviving members of the Beatles, 
Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr along with the rest of the Cirque du Soleil troupe. The event was called the Tribute to the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So Pharrell Williams was performing, was singing "Here Comes the Sun" that night. Right. So I was doing a solo while Pharrell Williams was singing. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. And the first row, it was Tom Hanks, Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, everyone sitting. Yeah, actually, I was seeing the video on. on it's on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't find my footage a lot, but you can see me doing a wave. Right. One of the most memorable things that happened there was during the rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the rehearsal on the stage. Mm-hmm. I did my rehearsal, and I was going back. We were told by our company, by my stage managers, mm-hmm. we will be having meeting in that section in the audience. Oh, okay. I was like, okay, we are heading there. We were heading there, and I see a woman come up to me. She was wearing a blazer and everything. Uh-huh. She was like, oh, uh, you know, Joe Walsh. I'm Joe Walsh's secretary. and he wants to meet you i'm like okay but we have a meeting i didn't know who joe walsh was <laughs> and uh, okay we have a meeting here yeah it's important but i can come after the meeting so i was sitting in the meeting wow we had a 30 minute meeting uh-huh. and that person that lady was just standing there smiling i was uh-huh. like shit i'm am i making her wait a right. long time and after the meeting i go to my stage manager and i was like someone wants to meet me Uh-huh. and she goes to that person and that person tells my stage manager oh joe walsh wants to meet this person and my stage manager goes crazy oh my god joe walsh wants to meet him let's go let's go and then i ask my stage manager who is joe walsh and she's like he's the eagles guitarist i'm like what hotel california <laughs> hotel california really i'm like oh my god <laughs> and then i go on to the stage and joe walsh is rehearsing on his guitar wow and uh, his secretary brings right. me to him and is like oh i just love the movement the way you're moving uh-huh. that's how that's how he was talking oh i just love the way you move man it's it's really beautiful the way you move like oh thank you thank you sir like are you performing tonight i'm like yes 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 of course that's why i'm practicing <laughs> <laughs> were you a beatles fan even before all of this not really oh. but but i didn't know much about beatles uh-huh. but the crazy thing is i I don't know if it's a coincidence or magic or whatever. Yeah. In my 10th standard mm-hmm. in my annual day function, mm-hmm. I was the main character. Wow. Uh in one of the songs and we performed to the Beatles song. Which song was this? Oh bloody oh blada life goes on tra la 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 life goes on. Oh bloody oh blada life goes on tra la 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 life goes on. Wow. And and every time I walk wow. in to my uh to my studio at to work right. that song plays in the boutique there's a beatles mer- a beatles merchandise right. boutique outside our studio uh-huh. outside our theater mm-hmm. every day that song plays oh bloody oh blada and i'm like wow this is amazing this takes me back to school time to school days right the like beatles has been in my life since then and wow wow did you have uh, any backstage encounters that you had apart from uh, from the one you described this is a major incident that happened during the show like we had a 10 year anniversary in 2000 uh, 2016 yeah mm. 2016 and we went 3 weeks dark 3 weeks we didn't perform the show and wow. we were revamping it's like a revamp of the show mm. we mm. called it refresh refresh okay. and we were practicing new songs right everything changed the costumes new lighting and everything wow. mm-hmm. and 3 weeks we practiced and the show was ready mm. everything was set we did the rehearsal and everything mm. and the plan was after 3 weeks uh the first night we have one show mm-hmm. it's called the lions den where we invite friends I and see. families there's no outside audience we're not selling the tickets but okay. we just invite friends and family okay. first time we perform in the new show Uh-huh. That's called Lions Den One. I see. And then we have one day break, and then we have Lions Den Two. I see. That's the schedule. Okay. Uh-huh. So Lions Den One, the first time we're performing the show. Uh-huh. Halfway through the show, I fall down from the stage thirty feet. Oops. Yeah. Free fall thirty feet. Wow. And it's crazy for me. I didn't feel the fall. I felt like suddenly lights went off. I'm like, what is happening? There is a power cut. what is happening i didn't feel the fall at all wow i'm talking 
I'm like, where am I? Where am I? Why is the why is the lights off? And I look up, and I see that I fell, and wow. I realized, and I'm yelling, "Oh my God, I fell! I fell!" And then people come, and like medics and everyone yeah, come, yeah. and they take me to the hospital. Yeah, they take me to the hospital, and I'm singing songs. <laughs> and i was a huge doors fan at the time uh-huh. i was singing doors songs they they were taking me on the stretcher <laughs> and i was singing the alabama song <laughs> oh the way to the next whiskey bar please don't ask why and they were they were laughing and all the stuff <laughs> and that happens and i go into the mri i was sure i hurt my back knees everything was hurting i was sure i will be out of the show for yeah. a long time and all but what happened was the mri comes out i had no fractures no concussion nothing wow 30 feet nothing happened no <laughs> no mark on my face nice and during the hospital the next day uh-huh. the day off yokono and yokono didn't come she was supposed to come but uh, george harrison's wife olivia harrison wow came to the hospital to see me and she was so afraid wow and she was shaking and she was like oh when george harrison went to india he met this uh, swami ramakrishna paramahamsa Yeah and he uh, gave this card was given by that swami to george harrison george harrison gave it to me now wow. i'm giving this to you oh sweet i still have that and sweet yeah no i, I think this is like awesome i mean uh, being able to perform with such uh, icons of the industry and this in- incident is something of course is uh, unfortunate but i think i'm i'm glad you came out without any injuries so you know 1500 shows and over 3 years wow so much where did you choose to end end, end the contract with them uh the main reason i would say there are multiple reasons one of the reasons was i was in a long distance relationship with my girlfriend then mm. uh i married her and she's my wife now but mm. i was in long distance relationship with her and yeah. my parents hmm so i'm not a good person to be in a long distance relationship with because i tend to forget i am a person who lives in the moment mm. lives in the moment and i completely forget about everything else right so i used to forget that my parents existed wow and that's how like i realized i was growing apart I and there was so much happening with me also right. with these accidents and stuff right and they were worried but i was not able to communicate and they didn't know what was going on with me mm. they didn't know me at mm-hmm. all yeah and even the same thing was happening with my girlfriend and i was like this is going crazy yeah and i have to do something about it yeah i thought like i would marry i would get married and then bring my right girlfriend to vegas that yeah. was that was one of the plan but still like i would still be away from my parents yeah and second reason was why when i started popping mm. the dancing i wanted to battle Mm. get into battles and the battle scene mm. the underground battle scene mm. which i was not a part of right. i was already dancing for 6 years but i never entered a battle yeah in the meantime i see in india people are battling and winning the battles and right. i was like man this was my dream but this is not what i planned sagdu sule oh. but i think i need to do this i was still like the realization came when i hit 25 i joined the show when i was 22 mm. and i hit 25 i was like okay like yeah. i I hit 25 I, I could soon hit 30 but when it was 26 I was like okay yeah I need to do something yeah like I'm reaching 30 now yeah. <laughs> I was get yeah I need to do something I need to try more things yeah is what my main thing was like these are the two main reasons why I moved to India you know every experience that we go through every incident that happens in our lives like the 30 feet fall that you talked about everything has you know brings out a certain aspect of us uh, brings in a change in our personality you know what has that what what has this experience of working with Cirque du Soleil made in you as a person so when i uh, you remember i said i changed from uh, being a dancer to an artist mm-hmm. so i'll explain it to you in more detail yeah so when i went there as i said i was just a dancer with some moves mm. and when i was in iit i was really a shy person mm. and i was really scared i had stage fright when i used to go on stage i used to panic there right. were moments where i used to perform with my dance team right i used to panic and i used to forget and i used to be blank and just stay on the stage it happened i messed up choreographies and that's what happened and i was really nervous right and when i went to sagdu sulay during my training period i used to get only one feedback the only feedback that i got was sam look up 
Look up, smile. Your dancing is really good, but look up and smile. The mm. audience are here in front of you. They're not there. Mm. That's what. That's the problem that I had. I used to look down and dance. <laughs> but, but the change. I'll tell you about the change now. Yeah. So I played two characters in the show. One was Krishna, as I told you. Mm-hmm. And the feeling of that character, the vibe of that character was serene. Mm. I had the complete control. I'm controlling. Yeah. the george harrison's representation was in front of me mm. and i'm controlling all the other things that are happening mm. here comes the sun there was the actual sun i'm lifting the sun up this gopis that i'm pointing right. to and then controlling them i'm controlling the energy in this room right so that's the vibe so i gradually uh gelled into the character and i became that character yeah so i let myself go into that character and meantime i attended an improv workshop Mm-hmm. Like that's a new thing for me. Right. Improv, and it was magical. Yeah, that helped me go into the character more, where you have to let yourself go mm. and play with the present energy. That is the key that I took from the improv, and I used to go with a zero, and something happens on stage. Right, and that was magical. The second character that I played was a citizen, the lover. I see. So with the group, we had some five group choreographies. Okay. So okay. we were all lovers. I see. and we used to dance together basically yeah and it's it's more fun and initially i didn't have that i, I was just doing the choreography I see. but then i slowly gelled into that character too where mm. oh there's a girl i'm dancing with yeah i'm trying to flirt with the girl yeah and slowly i went into the character and i became that character mm. and i slowly try to realize that it's not the character that i'm becoming mm. that's not a different character it's me Hmm. I'm exploring myself more. Right. So I feel like if I am put in situations which are not uh, which I'm not used to, I'll discover more about myself. That's hmm. what theater had taught me in Cirque du Soleil. Nice. These two characters. Yeah. That I used to become. I thought, oh, it's like an escape from my reality. But it's I'm actually. going into dream, but later I realized, oh, these are me. Yeah. Which I cannot explore in the Beautiful. reality. beautiful so now i'm looking for more avenues where i can go crazy yeah. situations which will bring something out of me yeah which i will realize oh this is me what more sides do i have to myself <laughs> i want to explore that more you know um as as creative people or generally people who keep doing stuff trying stuff you know i kind of believe that uh, with everything that we make there is a, there is a kind of uh thing that i you know i i choose to call them as a body of work you that you leave and you it kind of remains there to for people who come beyond our time to watch and feel and experience mm-hmm. uh just curious is there a kind of work that you have wanted to do i know you're uh, still young but the point is uh, you've already done so much of work and uh, you've thrown yourself to exp- into different kinds of experiences Uh is there a kind of work that you've always wanted to do that you have not gotten a chance to do so far? Okay, so So the fact that you mentioned that I already did a lot of work, I feel like this is all just a warm up. I feel like there are big things that I'm yet to do and I kind of have a vague idea of what I'm going to do. And I think by time things are going to unfold. Because I kind of make movies also. Mm-hmm. I'm into filmmaking and I'm really fascinated with uh, cinematography and lighting and stuff. And uh again the movies movies come into picture when when I say emotion. Right. Like the movies are the biggest inspiration for me to yeah. get my emotions out. Yeah. You go like you cannot express your emotions really well yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. But when you go into movie you remove all those filters out and you let your emotions out. Yeah. The lights are off. Nobody is watching you. You can just <laughs> be there. and i'm really fascinated by that but i have some ideas where i know they are going to unfold and i'm going to make some movies based on that mm. like i have some ideas for scripts those are some stuff and i want to create shows mm. just like inspired from sagdu sulay i want right. to make shows the main inspiration for these shows would be movement from dancing mm. so i want to show people unrealistic movement mm. like pe- when you're watching me you cannot believe that that a uh, human is moving right like this way that's the reason i started dancing that's right. the reason i started popping when i saw mr wiggles i couldn't believe that oh somebody is able to move like this hmm. 
So I want to create shows where you see live people performing, moving in such a way that you'll just go mad. You will not believe what is happening. Everything looks like an illusion. Right. And that's one of the things, the one of the reasons of doing that is I can create employment for dancers as well. Mm-hmm. More avenues. In India, the problem is uh, there's not much avenues for dancers. Right. Dancers are really struggling. Right. So in Vegas, one of the things that I noticed was I was known. My identity was my art. Mm-hmm. Wherever I used to go, oh, this guy, Sam, he's an artist. he does music he right. dances he paints right that's how i used to know here when i moved back to india how much are you making mo- per month yeah that's what that that's the question i'm like yeah. i don't know what to say <laughs> i'm figuring out <laughs> that's yeah. what i used to say yeah but i want to create that avenues for artists nice. where they don't have to struggle nice not not necessarily big uh, full time jobs but at least gigs like right. there are a lot of gigs in us but we don't have so many gigs in india like i want to create more avenues right for artists right so that's one of my bigger goals very nice very nice you know what you know we all have our own definitions of what what success means mm-hmm. what is your definition for yourself personally <sighs> it's crazy that you asked because what if would it be weird if i say i was successful at one point of my life but i'm not right now because when i was in vegas i used to tell everyone that i am successful hmm because i am living the life hmm where i don't want anything more i felt like i have everything hmm that's how i used to feel in vegas hmm i felt like that was success to me hmm. now i'm trying to reach for something i'm not happy because of the financial situation of being an artist here yeah so once i create that once i'm able to earn enough money so that i don't worry about money hmm. and if i'm able to do what i want hmm. that's success to me how do you look at yourself are you, are you this entrepreneur kind of a person or the creative person i'm not the entrepreneur kind of person not at all i feel like i need help in that department really like i with with publicity and marketing right i'm really not good at that hmm because i'll say like people you, yeah i i don't know if you have that question lined up the advice oh yeah definitely get to it <laughs> but maybe i'll just get that go ahead yeah. right now yeah like when you ask me i really don't like to give advice but i i have one thing to say to people the one mistake that i committed that when i was in vegas i was so self sufficient i was so happy that i never thought of promoting myself hmm. i didn't use my phone for 4 hmm. years in las vegas i never used my phone I was I didn't have Instagram on my phone hmm. or I was not posting anything on Facebook. Hmm. I was just living life. I was happy. I'm not saying that I regret that I did that, but right. I was really happy. I didn't feel the need to promote myself. Right. Or I didn't feel the need to I didn't feel like I need more. Yeah. I didn't feel like I need attention from people because yeah. I was having like I was satisfied. But now when I since I came back, I realized that uh if you want to survive as an artist you need to promote yourself right. you need to use everything that you have to promote yourself and that's really important mm. i had this feeling that uh see michael jackson didn't make music because he wanted to become famous yeah right yeah i had this crazy idea i don't agree with that right now but uh great people didn't make music because they wanted to become famous they made music because they loved making it So I was emotional like that. Yeah. So if I if my emotion is true and my talent is true the market will find me. Mm. But the time is different now. Yeah. There's so many artists, there's so much people can make music in their at their room yeah. with their laptop on their phone now. Yeah. So the time is different so you need every artist needs to promote themselves and that I'm I'm really trying right now. So Yeah. I'm not really good at that even now <laughs> but I'm I'm yeah. doing that every day. So Nice. That's one thing I learned. Nice. Um you know if if uh, for instance uh, you know say an Isro or a NASA or a SpaceX came and gave an offer today to to say come and work for us would you take it up? No. Why? Because why not? Uh, I mean I'm at a point in my life where I need to move. Because when I went back to IIT hmm. I did this project 
uh, I went back and I had to finish my dual degree. So I'm, I did my master's project again. Mm-hmm. And it's boring for me. It's really boring. And you just need to... It's not like how you people show in the movies. Physics is not like how... Physics no, is not Iron Man. <laughs> it's, it's opposite of that. Right. You just sit in your lab listening to weird noises for days and days. And then something shows up. In the meantime, you are reading research papers. Right. You fall asleep multiple times in the process. <laughs> That's how it is. I think people should show the reality the way it is. Even ISRO is like that. And everything is like, like all the science processes are like that. Yeah. And like, peop- like the movies have, and that, I think that's the one more thing that uh, when I was trying to get into IIT, people mm-hmm. try to hype it up. Yeah. Way too much. Like, yeah. oh, this is crazy. You're going to be this crazy scientist and yeah. all this. It's going to be a boring process. But if you accept that, yeah, I'm still looking into a prospect of maybe when everything is done, when I'm old, maybe then I will do a PhD. But that, that is a possibility, but not right now. I'll nice. not go back right now. <laughs> I'm an artist right now and I'm trying to explore everything in art. And speaking of being an artist, I noticed that Samant was also heavily into other forms of art, including painting, which I actually came across on his Instagram feed. So I want to know a little bit more about where it all started when it comes to painting. Where, where do you think it, uh, it all began? You so probably, were you I, painting as a kid? I was not painting, but I was doing pencil sketching. I see. So, and my mom was really a huge fan of me pencil sketching and stuff. Mm. So she used to encourage me a lot. But then I stopped. I see. I used to have migraine headaches and I used to get a headache whenever I uh, okay. did pencil sketching. So okay. I stopped. But when I went to Vegas and I went to one of this friend's place uh-huh. and we were all having fun and that, that person brings canvases and paints. Huh. I never painted with a brush. Okay. And I was like, okay, I took some paint and I fully got immersed into it. And I was like, everyone is painting and yeah. I'm also painting. I do this crazy thing. Like I'm like fully into <laughs> it. I do this and I throw the brushes. And I'm like this. And I'm looking at them. Nobody is looking. Everybody is doing their painting. Yeah. I'm looking at my painting and looking at them. <laughs> like I'm not believing what I did. Yeah. And somebody noticed that I'm doing this. Yeah. And they look at my face and they look at my painting. I'm like, wow, did you do that? I'm like, yes. And I, I basically painted, it was a big canvas. I see. Really big. I think four feet by four feet. Wow, okay. And I made a ship in a storm. Oh, wow. And it was very vivid. Yeah. It was abstract but vivid. Yeah. And that person, the person uh-huh. that hosted, they put it up in their house. Oh, sweet. The wall after that. I was like, wow, how did I make that? <laughs> I was in the moment. Yeah. And I just made it. And yeah. I was thinking about it, man, this is something. Yeah. Like, it's like that night spoke to me. I should do something about it. And my birthday comes and this person gifts me canvas and paints. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a sign. And ever since then, I kept painting. And you do that regularly. Yeah, so too. I don't know any techniques of painting. So what I do is I play with colors. Mm. After some time, I see things and I try to bring that out. Yeah. So that's my technique. It's like, and that's why I get really emotional with paintings because I cannot repeat a painting that I make. Correct. Yeah. It just happens in the moment. Yeah. And that's why people try to encourage me to sell my paintings, but I yeah. cannot. Because I cannot make this painting again. I, want, I don't want to lose it. So all my paintings are with me right now. <laughs> How does your typical day look like? So I would start with saying that I'm not a really good planner. Okay. As I said, uh, I go with the emotion. Mm. So I really bank on time. Hmm. If I can get continuous time for myself, hmm. like around four to five hours. I think when we spoke earlier before, I I kind of told you how I work. Mm-hmm. I really dwell into the thing that I am doing right. at the moment. So I don't want any disturbance. So I'll kind of give you a glimpse of how I learned the guitar when I was in Vegas. Sure. So during my weekends... Uh, I used to start playing the guitar after my breakfast and I used to play non-stop. I had a looper. I, mm-hmm. You know what a looper is, right? No, I don't know. So basically you play something and then you press the button and it's, it loops. Okay. You play on top of it and hit the button and yeah. it loops. Okay. So I had the looper and I connected my guitar and I used to play after the breakfast till dinner wow. without eating lunch. Wow. Non-stop. Non-stop because I just went into it 
and i used to stop when i felt like I, oh i'm going to fail now yeah and that's how i learned the guitar in like maybe 3 or 4 months i, I was already good at playing the guitar i see and so that's that's how i work i have to do that non stop and i kind of get irritated that oh i have to eat now oh i have to sleep now i see i used to get irritated before now i kind of change but now what i do is i learned that things are necessary i need to take care of my health and stuff yeah eating sleeping they are necessary so i try to get continuous slots of 4 to 5 hours and i f- try to feel i go to my studio and try to feel what am i feeling now am i feeling dancing am i feeling i see music like i get that feeling yeah. sometimes i don't feel i just watch some web series or yeah but i need that feeling mm. and it's like somebody is speaking to me somebody is guiding me from top the yeah. energy is guiding me yeah and once i get that feeling i just go go in there and i just keep doing it and that's how i work like one day it's it's the music day i see the other day it's a dance day i see or some day it's like oh let's just make let me just make movies yeah like i just take my camera and mess with it and i that's how my instagram videos correct yeah happen yeah. and i try different concepts with lighting and my camera i see and the whole day goes into it like you cannot i feel like that's how that's how you can figure out stuff where you try explore 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 but you need time for that correct. you need to spend continuous time right and that's when you will hit a spot where oh that's an upgrade mm. i used to think it in a more crazy way when i was in vegas where it's like the guitar is like dating a woman mm. it's like i always felt like guitar is seducing me i see so it's like initially you try it's like okay you try take her on a date she'll be like, okay good she'll give you a smile or she'll talk to you yeah she'll open up a little bit but you have to keep trying yeah keep trying and then maybe you'll get a kiss yeah so that kiss is like oh first time i was able to play a chord right <laughs> <laughs> and then like and then that that's how it is like yeah. you keep trying consistently consistently and she will open up to you nice and that concept i use everything for art so you have to be consistent mm. and and you will know like yeah you will know when she is calling or when she is seducing you or you are attracted to her yeah i'm i mean in this context any of the art form that okay. i'm saying yeah. when you are attracted to her you have to put effort to pursue her and nice. finally she will open up to you and she will unravel herself to you and and once she unravels there's no going back yeah like you'll just become that person where that becomes a part of your life yeah. and that's how it has been with painting music dance very nice i've never heard anybody talk about it this way uh you know they say we are the sum of five people we hang out with that is popularly said so just curious who are these three or five people that you spend most of your time with <coughs> right now i really hang out with i hang out with really few people right now i hang out with only my wife mm-hmm. she is my influencer right now and other than that my influence comes from youtube videos the videos that i watch mm-hmm. i really don't hang out with people mm-hmm. but i would say there were people in iit and vegas that have influenced me a lot in iit there was this person called harsha mm-hmm. he is a film he's a aspiring filmmaker mm-hmm. and he used to be a kind of my mentor Mm-hmm. and he had this uh, radical views about society i see and art and he was really inspiring to a lot of people and even now i keep calling him and discussing my views yeah about life and art with yeah. him and he was one of the very instrumental person to shape my thinking yeah and one of the other persons was michael and guillaume that i talked about mm-hmm. right like they had these views about art mm. that i used to match with and we used to have discussions about what art is what this crazy thing is mm. it's like it almost comes down to you or nothing like i came to a point where i had this crazy realization that i'm nothing art is you're just a tool towards art mm-hmm. and the art uses you right and the as much as you let you go the art uses you that much like you have to just let go let go the art doesn't care about you you're just a tool if you don't work it will throw you off and it will go to some other person yeah and i believe that's the reason lot of artists get into drugs and become crazy because they let themselves go way too much right that the art uses them and then just leaves yeah so yeah. i don't believe when people say oh i'm dancing for happiness i'm dancing for i'm not that person where i do art for happiness mm. it's more deeper than that happy i feel like happiness is more uh, overrated 
emotion i feel there all the other emotions are equally important and mm-hmm. it's your emotions are like a soup like yeah. a like a feast yeah. like yeah. you have to enjoy everything together and wow i feel like art is that thing where you don't matter and then you don't do it just for happiness it's way more deeper like yeah. you just let go it's this crazy thing where <laughs> oh there's this possibility that you're seeing you don't know how it's going to happen yeah let me see what else yeah. i can do yeah but what you're doing is you're just letting yourself yeah. go yeah. so that's what i feel like and that's that's what i used to discuss with these people in las vegas and they, i felt i've seen more crazy people in las vegas one of the things that i learned in las vegas mm-hmm. that i've never seen anywhere else mm-hmm. or maybe in us places like las vegas la and new york yeah so we used to go out on projects and we used to think oh i have this idea to make a video mm. we used to go to the mountains or something right. we used to call people and then this person gets a call what are you doing like i'm working like what <laughs> like i'm working but that was just a video that they planned to yeah make on the weekend and that person is like i'm working i'll call you back i'm like i asked that person like why did you say that you're working yeah like yeah of course i'm working for my dream like oh that makes sense and everyone has that mentality in las vegas yeah. all the artists yeah so work for them is working for their dream not their regular job mm-hmm. so that's the kind of mentality i got from las vegas here here cult this is my job yeah for money yeah but i'm really working for my dream right. when i'm working on this project right. so work is different from a job that you're doing beautiful. for me beautiful nice distinction yeah. um nice way to draw lines between the two actually uh you know if if you were me sitting having this conversation with you right now what is that one question that you'll ask that i didn't ask you so far oh that's a difficult question <laughs> see i already covered that advice part yeah i took that yeah. question already yeah. yeah apart from that or yeah what keeps you going yeah what keeps you going help you with the answer <clears throat> again what keeps me going is a mix of things where one of the things that you said is the thing that you leave for the next generation or <laughs> that is one thing but again that is one thing that is exciting to see what the legend you can create <laughs> but more than anything it is that thing it is that crazy feeling that craziness right the craziness of the possibilities that you can do so the first time i made a track i was amazed that i made this out yeah. of scratch music yeah so even dancing when i choreographed something oh this is my choreography i made this happen so when you create something and you make everything happen and you see that yeah the first product is not some masterpiece but if you are able to see the possibilities out of that mm-hmm. attempt that you've made you will see the craziness yeah there is endless possibilities yeah and you'll go crazy there is unlimited possibilities of what you can create and that's what keeps me going i would say nice. and there is a long way to go and there is a lot of un- untouched areas and god knows who can create what god knows what i what else i can create i never thought i would do music Yeah. I never thought I would be a dancer. <laughs> I thought I would be doing a research. Yeah. And the only reason I'm here is because I let myself go. Right. And I just kept I was yeah. like let me see what else I can do. Let right. me see how far I can push. Yeah. So just the possibility of how how far you can go just yeah. keeps me driving. and that was Samanth Vinil he's an artist who wears multiple hats has worked with Cirque du Soleil performed at the Grammys and now is on a mission to build a platform for artists in India you can find all the links to Samanth's social media links and his website in the show notes at designyourthinking.com/s2e39 that's season 2 episode 39 next week's interview is going to be a really interesting one Since Samanth told me that he was not the best at being an entrepreneur I asked our guest next week to 
actually help artists build a business from their art. So if you're someone who's an artist or perhaps has interests, stay tuned to next week's episode as our guest actually does a live coaching right inside of the interview. To make sure that you don't miss out on that episode, hit subscribe wherever you're listening to the show right now. No matter what podcast app you use, click subscribe and stay tuned to every episode as they come out every Wednesday. And yes, if you've been a long-time listener of the show or you just happen to listen to this episode for the first time, I really would appreciate if you could take a moment to leave the show a rating and review. Now, you can do it very simply. It doesn't really matter what device you use. Just head over to designyourthinking.com slash review. Type that in your browser and you'll be taken to a page where you can type in your review. And of course, if you are on an Apple device, you'll find a button right there. Click that and I would really appreciate if you could leave a rating and review for the show on iTunes. Again, thank you so much. The show is also available on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play and YouTube. Just type designyourthinking.com slash Spotify or slash Stitcher or slash Google Play and uh, it will take you right there. I truly appreciate you taking the time today and until I see you with the next episode, take care and cheers my friend.